Welcome to the Saturate Podcast. My name is Brad Watson, and today we're going to continue our series on rhythms, talking with my wife as we share uh, how we live into the rhythm of Sabbath. How do we work six days, rest one day, keep it holy, and how is that actually missional? So really excited for this conversation to share that with you all. Uh, Before we dive in, just want to let you know this is some of your last chance days to get the Gospel Basics for Kids for 25% off. Uh, You can get that on Amazon or on the Saturate website. At the bare minimum, you should go check it out. It's full of great videos, songs, etc., etc. We love this resource. We want to see it in the hands of as many churches, many leaders as we possibly can. So make sure you go check that out this month. And without anything else to say, let's jump into today's episode. This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. We're right back, uh, continuing our series on rhythms. It's great to have you back, babe. I'm always here, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You're actually the most difficult person to schedule. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You're in such high demand. Uh, It's true. Uh, No, it is. It's funny. I think we've, I always thought like, well, we live together, so it'll be easy to find a time to record. And now you're like, I should ask Sarah Parker to schedule. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> the person that Sarah, who's so great, uh, she's like the superhero behind the scenes of Saturate, schedules all of my podcasts. And now I'm like, yes, I need her. I need to send an email to her and you to schedule these. But thanks for joining again. And on this whole series, it's been really beneficial. Uh, We've talked about blessing, we've talked about listening, we've talked about eating, and today we're going to talk about Sabbath. Um, Sabbath uh, might seem like a weird uh, missional gospel intentional rhythm, but it's actually really important. And while eating is my favorite, Sabbath is my biggest struggle, wouldn't you say? It's very true. (laughs) One of the things before we dive into it on this rhythm is uh, it comes from the the great or the commandments, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. You know, it, it begins with worship no other gods except for me. Don't have idols. And then the third command. I really hope because now I'm afraid that that's not the third command. But I think the third command is remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And then it's the longest commandment. Like if there's a whole paragraph about how you're supposed to, like six days you shall work and one day you should rest. And then talks then about uh, the animals, the fields, the servants, everyone should rest, but everyone should also work six days, which is uh, amazing. And so this rhythm is kind of about six days, like the commandment, we should work, uh, we should be fruitful, we should do whatever responsibilities God's given us, we should do them to the best of our abilities. And that's a way of being missional, Uh, but then also taking one day to rest, enjoy God, enjoy the reality that we don't have to be on mission for God to continue his mission. And so that's what this 
this S, this rhythm is all about. Yeah. Uh, so for you, Mirala, what does that what does that look like? I think it's hard because part of my responsibilities currently include staying home with the kiddos. And I mean, it's not like my responsibilities go away on the Sabbath. (laughs) I can't be like, "Um, no kids, I'm not going to get your food ready today because it's the Sabbath. So I can't do that. Um, So I think the challenge with that is then what does it look like to Sabbath when you have little kids or maybe not little kids, but when you just have those sorts of responsibilities that don't necessarily go away during, Mm -hmm. you know, a day off, technically off. And I think for me, what I have tried to act on, it's more of this understanding of not be so consumed by the tasks of Mm -hmm. keeping three humans alive. And, And instead of, of that sort of consuming me, um, maybe take the time to enjoy God and enjoy them. So some of the things that has helped our family is to either enjoy our house, (laughs) just enjoy where we are and spend time with one another. Mm -hmm. And I think especially you playing Legos with the kids, you'll love that. Or um, if I am baking something, they kind of tag along and Mm -hmm. try to make that fun um but also getting out of the house and going on day trips which might sound really exhausting when you have little kids but i think it actually becomes a really intentional rest yeah where for us here in la we can drive like 20 minutes and we're at the beach and that's really simple and easy and the kids can run around and have fun and we can watch them run around and have fun or build sandcastles or get our toes wet in the water. And so I think those things are, have been helpful for us. Also um, going to a place that we haven't been to before as a family, that's usually something that I think helps us disconnect a bit from the day-to-day responsibilities, uh, so-called work. There is a lot of talk with technology and, What do we do with iPhones and, you know, screen time on your Sabbath? And I think, I do think it's very helpful to be unplugged for more than just one day of the week. But uh, I don't, I'm not really good at that. (laughs) So I'm not going to say you should do that. Um, I do think it's really important and I want to grow in that. I want to be able to not be so glued to my phone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think just trying to spend time with God and more of like this acknowledgement that the day is for him and for us to worship him as a family and recognize him as a family. And so I think that that's key. I think that for me, that work and then rest rhythm, like working hard, uh, even like pursuing the mission of God, And all the things we've talked about already in this series of thinking about other people, listening to them, blessing them, having people over for meals. I think it's that that doing that and then resting. uh, It's so important for me because 
it reminds me, oh, God is on mission to me. Like God is pursuing me like that pause to like listen to his voice for a whole day and to realize that the mission of God is going on without me. I think that in work and in the work of mission uh, every day, we can make ourselves bigger and bigger and more and more important. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Sabbath is God's gift to us to remember uh, he is the Holy one of God. We aren't, he cares. He's concerned. Also like right now we're looking out over a huge chunk of the city from our house. And it's like, God is in charge of that mission, not us. Um, I would say that's what's so good about it for me. I would say the challenge though is it just feels like there's always stuff to do and there's always an opportunity or a person or a meeting or some preparation to do for the week that kind of interjects. And I think that what what we're describing is taking a rest from the mission for the sake of mission like taking taking time out where we as you were saying just enjoy god for who he is which looks like praying or reading the scriptures or being quiet uh having that kind of rest and solitude but also a lot of times like what you're describing as well involves doing fun things like recreating, like camping or beach or hiking or uh, even fun things like movies and museums and exploring new parts of town. And like, as you were saying for me personally too, like building Legos, which people might think is work or lame for a 33 year old. Uh, But (laughs) The other thing that like last Friday, which is our Sabbath, mm-hmm. I spent, I got up, we had breakfast as a family, Nora went to school and then I went out into our backyard and I worked on it all day until like four o'clock and I was having the time of my life. So, <laughs> so spiritual. Uh, it was such a gift of, of grace to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that. Chris Gonzalez, one of our friends, he's pastor, mm-hmm. Missio Day Phoenix. They are even the ones that introduced us into this acronym, BLESS. But one of the things that he says is that Sabbath, uh, if you spend your, your work week working with your hands on the Sabbath, you should probably take a break with your hands and use like read or engage your mind. If your work is all mental, then on the Sabbath, you should probably take a break from that uh, and do something with your hands. Uh, As I've reflected more on that, it's just so true. Like I spend most of my time in some sort of intellectual idea world. And so working with my hands is really important. I'd also say most of my work is super relational too. So I spend many days, four or five hours in meetings many days doing podcasts for hours, talking to people, people, teaching something like Tuesday nights, we have this seminary class I teach. And so for me also Sabbath has to look like a disengagement also from relationships. Whereas I think a lot of other people have, they spend most of their work kind of in a silo, you know, just like plugging away 
and not very relational at all. And so for the Sabbath, they need to engage relationships. And so I think what you're saying is we're not experts. So what we're saying to do doesn't fit everyone, but the keys of enjoying God and, uh, and resting from being the person driving everything forward is key. I think of um, something that Zach Aswine shared at the national retreat in January. He was talking about how um, he was at his kids' basketball game, I think, and someone was calling him, had this crazy emergency, and and needed him right away. And, and he was like, well, I'm right now at my son's basketball game. Then I have to take him home and put him to bed. And tomorrow I have these things already planned. I'm available, you know, in two days at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I would love to meet with you. And the person was very offended by his answer. And all he could say was, I'm sorry. I'm, I can't. I'm, I'm at my son's basketball game. Like, And I love that because, one... What he's saying is your situation, as hard and difficult as it is, I'm not the answer to it. I want to help you and I want to walk with you through it. Mm -hmm. But your um, health or getting better or fixing the problem doesn't require for me to drop everything and attend to your need right now. And he made himself available to the person and he told him, this is when I can. But the person was deeply offended because they wanted him right away. And I think with ministry, that can be so um, such a lie that we believe that if we say no to somebody, if we say I can't meet with you right now, I'm sorry, their life is ruined forever and God's never going to do anything. And that is that is this like savior complex that I think we have, honestly, both with believers and non-believers. And so I think having that freedom to say, I can't meet with you right now, but this is when I'm available and I would love to hear what's going on then. It allows for you to, one, realize that the world does not rely on your shoulder and really you are not king Mm -hmm. of it all. Um, There's a higher king, that is Jesus. And two, it really forces us to have to say no to things and have right. to somehow rest. And I think that's really good. Yeah. I, I often think about that because in our desire to want to help people and be with people and mm-hmm. participate in their lives, we can put ourselves in a position that doesn't belong to us. Right. And when we say, okay, yes, I will meet your need right now, we're just emphasizing that. Right. And not really acknowledging that God is God and that, you know, he asks us to rest. And so we should do that. Totally. And hopefully we're in this for a marathon, you know, for a long time, not uh, a sprint. Just like, I just want to get like, let's try this living intentionally while we're in our, you know, 30s. And then after that, we're done. Or or let's just do it this one year. Um, Something it's. Like God is calling us into a lifetime of of stewardship, learning, uh, and walking in the way of Jesus, and built into that is is taking rest and resting in His goodness, receiving the gospel for yourself on an intentional day, so that you can then live each day uh, attuned to His voice. One of the things Eugene Peterson talks about 
or talked about uh, because he passed away was, uh, it is so sad. He would talk about how on the Sabbath, he would remember what God's voice sounds like so he can hear God's voice throughout the week. Uh, So that, so it's like, oh, right. That's what the spirit sounds like. That's the gospel. That's the truth about God. Now, in all of these conversations that I have with people, all of this, these meals that I have, all of these opportunities to serve and bless, you can hear the voice of God. I think it's actually a profound part of of being spirit led is is doing the Sabbath. And I think uh, this whole conversation always makes me think of that episode of The Office where uh, Michael hits Meredith with a car. She ends up getting rabies. And so he tries to, he, he sets up this 5K run for the cure. And he's so like into it. And he, right before the run, he eats all of this fettuccine pasta. And then he runs the race. And all along, there's these water stations and they're like, drink water, drink water. And then he goes, no, no, no. People with rabies don't get to drink water, so I'm not going to. And he keeps running. And then, of course, at the end, he's unbelievably sick and <laughs> makes it all about himself. And he's kind of like, I did this. And it's no longer about the mission of curing rabies, which is already cured. But uh, it's just him. It's like the spectacle and the hero of himself having done this whole run with fettuccine and without drinking water. And I think that that's me so much like I Michael Scott in that scenario. And I think that that's why that's why I need the Sabbath not just to to refuel and get water but also I think as you were saying the tendency is to make the mission or make ministry or even make our jobs or our roles in life all about ourselves. And I think that it's yeah. it's it's just so so important if we want to be because yeah like we want to we want to live for a while as long as God has us and I don't want to be burned out at 40 or 50 like I'd love to be one of those people uh yeah a lot of people get like missional fatigue is real because we make the mission about ourselves or about metrics or we have this urgency that isn't what the spirit gives us in terms of like seeing results and we look for fruit in all the wrong places and this rhythm of of sabbath is actually given to us as a way of enjoying god and being reminded of the truth yeah and i think too we live in such um i don't know i feel like there's much more there are many more people now that are their own bosses. The entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit seems yeah. to be more alive now than before, it feels like. And our schedules can enslave us. Mm-hmm. Um, or that idea that we wanted to have it launched can be so oppressing. Or, you know, social media, am I doing enough marketing? Or I need to do these. Like, and I think, yeah. I, you know, I... I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't ha- I don't run a company, so I don't want to pretend like I know what I'm talking about, but I would imagine that it is really difficult to mm-hmm. tune off. I know that when we we're helping blend bread and wine, it was hard to tune off mm-hmm. the things that needed to be done or what we wanted right. to see happening. And so I think I think to you have to sometimes put yourself in a place where you are forced to not think about something, to not mm-hmm. talk about something. 
and to actually think about something else and talk about something mm-hmm. else. And so I think whatever it is that helps you do that, um, you know, if it's going on a hike or exercising mm-hmm. or uh, reading a book or building planner boxes or building Legos or whatever it is that will help you help get your mind off of that one thing that you're, you're, mm-hmm. you feel so consumed by during the week. And it's usually your, if it is your company, it's also closely attached to your identity, which that's a whole nother mm-hmm. ball game. But um, just something that helps remind you that if you don't think about that thing, it will still Right. exist or the ball will continue to move mm-hmm. or you know like it is okay to take a break and to allow yourself to take a break and to focus on on jesus and mm-hmm. um and on the one that has given you breath and life oh, yeah. and ideas and the ability to think and network and all of those things and recognize and acknowledge and praise him for that yeah. focusing not on the things that you have to do, but on the things that God has already done. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think the, the end result is actually not just endurance, but also focus and clarity. You, you walk away with the clarity on, on how to go about your next week and, mm-hmm. and who's important. Like even uh, it's in those moments of sab- Sabbath rest and solitude and thinking about God and enjoying our children and enjoying our home, enjoying God's creation that we kind of realize, oh yeah, this is the conversation I need to have. This is the person I need to pursue. Those ideas all just kind of flood in on Monday morning when we're coming to the mission from a place of rest. I think the the last sort of thing practically is we're kind of weird because Sundays are huge work. I mean, we're weird for many reasons, uh, you and I, but uh, we're strange ones. <laughs> I, <I'll, laughs> sorry, sorry to break it to you, babe, but uh, you're uh, unique. But for us, Sundays are a day of work. It'd be cool if that that wasn't the case. If as a pastor, as a pastor family. Sundays are our days of, of labor. And so we, we Sabbath on Fridays, but, but something that I do like encourage people that like, how do you make a Sabbath focused on God? I think some people can't Sabbath on Sundays. That's a real thing, but I just encourage people to gather with the saints and worship Jesus and be, be reminded of the true story be reminded of your calling and your identity and the goodness of the gospel, take and eat communion meal. Like doing those things is the way of like launching you into a day of rest and recreation, focusing on him and what he's about, enjoying the community of God. Like it's just, I don't know that that's a gift that many people have at their disposal. And And I just want to encourage people not to forsake the gathering with the saints. And that's even the a, a massive lead in. Yeah. And I think even as you work on Sunday, it is such a joy to be mm-hmm. with the body of Christ. Um, that is, it is refreshing. And mm-hmm. I know for you, it feels more like work. <laughs> but Well, it's normally exciting. I'm normally pretty hyper for a little bit and then I crash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, that definitely can be such a refresher for me. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, too, for us, 
our oldest goes to school, so on Friday she's in home. So we try to make Saturday our family day where we try to not do any sort of sports or mm-hmm. extracurricular activities and stuff like that. It's not a law. It's just something that we've been trying to do, mostly because it is really the only day that we have everyone together right. and we don't have any sort of quote-unquote responsibilities. And so we try to do that on Saturday. And I think Friday, you and I try to kind of tag team to get a, a little break. Mm-hmm. So you were working in the garden all day and I went out. And so I think that really helps yeah. just to keep our minds clear and um, to be able to connect with God. And for me, I I love my kids, but I love my alone time, and I don't <laughs> get that much much these days. And so just to be able to have, even if it's just for three or four hours of alone time, where I don't have anyone asking me to play Mary Poppins in the car or whatever, it's just, I don't know, selfishly. <laughs> if, yeah. It's good, and it helps me tune into to God without all the other interruptions that usually happen in my day to day life. So, Hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, we, we tag team so much to get there. And the last thing I'd say that, that I've learned in this is creating like full, like big picture rhythms of rest. So I think, I don't remember when we learned this or thought about this, but, but having daily moments of rest you know, like what, which, what are the times where you get to rest? Um, like, yeah, standing on the back porch and just taking a few deep breaths and praying, uh, for the day, uh, like there should be daily moments of rest, weekly moments of rest, like a Sabbath as we're talking about, and even just annual moments of rest too, uh, where you don't even have to be that rich in this country to take a vacation of some kind and to take uh, a few days away as a family and, and to, to completely uh, disengage. And that's, that's another thing that we, we try to pursue. And it's something we've been given. Uh, most people have days off, but what makes it in the series we're talking about intentionally living everyday life mm-hmm. is how do you, as the people of God, uh, God calls us to even seize that day off mm-hmm. with intentional focus on him mm-hmm. and his kingdom and to rest in his goodness. And so that's what we're talking about. Uh, we also, we have a, a saturate resource on Sabbath itself, like helping you plan through step into that journey for the first time, even bibli- building a biblical reality for that. So yeah, so make sure you check out that. It's a resource called Sabbath Rest. And thanks, babe, for joining in on this series. Shit.
Jesus, help 